even your best friends in endurance sports don't want to hear about your power numbers. They don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, but your coach, your coach does. Your coach yeah. definitely does. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Coaches on Gaps. Bing slouches. Today, we're going to talk about coaching. Coaching. Yeah. Coaches talking about coaching. On couches. Unbiased. On a couch. 100% unbiased here. Yeah. So today, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of the different types of coaching out there. So basically, self-coached, which a lot of people choose to do. Yep. Uh, like general plans, cookie cutter plans, pre-built, pre-built, yeah, pre-built plans you programs. can buy online or free ones online, and then hiring a coach. Yep, like and us. We've got a coach on a couch. You can you could hire a coach that sits on the couch. We recommend only hiring that style of coach. Yes. So so we'll get to that in in just a second. I'm Coach Dale Sanford. I am Coach Bryant Funston. We are the co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching, where we specialize in helping time crunched athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. Every BPC coach is trained in our five pillars coaching system that has been developed over the last decade through our work with athletes of all ages and ability levels from fresh off the couch to world championship competitors. You can find out more about BPC by going to buildpeakcompete.com. You can check us out on Facebook and YouTube at buildpeakcompete. Or all up on that Insta, as in Instagram, at BPC Performance. Nailed it. <laughs> we were we were worried. <laughs> Brian went rogue without without the script. I went without my script, man. <laughs> First time. <laughs> Just like a Band-Aid. I ripped it off. No more crutch. Nailed it. I wasn't it. using it as a crutch anymore. All right. We'll get to the topic of the day, but first... Shout-outs. Shout-outs. Love them. So first shout-out, shout-out to Coach Heather Nichols. She's uh, she's going to be helping us for the foreseeable future mm-hmm. uh, as a triathlon coach with us, uh, handling some of our um, peak and build uh, level clients and uh, making people uh, faster. Yep. Hitting them goals. Yeah, I mean, she's been she's been in in the endurance game for a long time yep. and uh, has a, a wealth of knowledge in the fitness industry in general. So yep. uh, she's a great asset to have on board, and we're excited about that. Absolutely. Also, big shout-out to uh, the Oxford Gravel Cup that just happened, or Gravel Race. Um, what was it? Oxford, Mississippi Gravel. OMG, they called it. OMG. <laughs> Which I kind of laughed about. Uh, but it's part of a, of a gravel series. If you're someone who's been wanting to, to kind of test yourself in the gravel game, um, there's still three more races as part of that, uh, that gravel cup, Mississippi gravel cup, um, well-run event. Uh, I went out and did it. There was a hundred mile option, 50 mile option, 25 mile option. Um, it was really cool to see people of, you know, kind of like we work with all ages, all ability levels. Uh, different shapes, sizes, goals, motivations, um, even you know a lot more than you typically would see it, like a road race where you have your more uber serious, I'm not going to show up unless I'm super fit and ready to roll kind of person. 
Um, so yeah, shout out, shout out to them for putting on a great event, and uh, it was it was a fun time. Sound like fun. Wish I could have made it. You should have. It was my kid's birthday. <laughs> that would have been brave to skip it. Yeah, or uh, show up late, which would not have been good. Yeah, that would have been bad. <laughs> Certain things you don't skip. Yeah, your kid's birthday. Fifth birthday. Yeah, definitely one of them. All right. So um, real quick, a little announcement. We've got um, we've got our Memphis seventy point three training group that's mm-hmm. already kicked off, and. Uh, you know, those folks have already started. We've pretty much started like the true beginners yep. uh, right now. And these are the people who... Call this phase one, right? Yeah. I mean, we're going to allow people to join all along the way based on kind of where their fitness is at. So like, you know, if you're if you're already, you know, fit enough to like start or finish a sprint race, you know, you could probably start in March, you know, or, or February. Uh, if you're already... Uh, you know, fit enough to do uh, an Olympic, but you've never done a half, then you could probably wait until May yep. to kind of start and, and build with us. But so we're, we're giving everyone the opportunity of all levels to come in, mm-hmm. have a, you know, do an intelligent <laughs> build to a, a, a half iron distance race. And, uh, you know, and a program specific to this course. Yep. So progressive build, but also you know taking into account the the needs of uh, of the course and what the course is going to demand. Yep. And we're going to be covering all that kind of stuff with everybody. Uh, you know, we're going to leave no stone unturned as far as not just the fitness side of things, but everything that they that somebody would want to or need to know to show up to that race on October third and feel completely confident in the fact that you're going to make it to the finish line and you know, do it with some, some gusto. Choop, choop. Gusto. <laughs> uh, so if you want some more information on, on the, the training group, um, it's mostly online. We are going to do a yep. few, uh, in-person things, you know, getting closer to the race, like, like pre-ride and pre-run of course, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it's mostly online. You know, we didn't want to fill it with a bunch of like required things and build that into the price people that, you know, things that people might not be able to attend yep. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, we kept it mostly online and you know, it's extremely affordable. So yep, definitely, um, so you can check that out. Buildpeakandpeat.com slash I M M E M. I M mem mem, which is short for Memphis. Oh, Go figure. Weird. <laughs> cool. All right. Let's jump to it. Yeah, that that actually that announcement sort of ties into the different yeah. options we have going here. So that's one option is you know more of a pre-built plan, which we have layered a bunch of added stuff on top yeah. of that you typically don't get into a pre-built plan. But um, we're going to be diving into you know essentially who a pre-built plan would be for, um, but also you know first step, self-coached folks. Yeah, uh, which is probably the vast majority I would say would be you know self-coached people. I would think. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, especially people who, even a lot of the competitive people self-coach because, you know, most, I would say most endurance athletes who are fairly competitive are uh, type A, love to learn, Mm -hmm. uh, very determined, uh, you know, have no problem doing research and stuff like that. So they, they read a bunch and they, you Mm -hmm. know, start to, to, uh, you know, create their own program and, Mm -hmm. and training and whatnot. Um, you know, pro to that is it's pretty cost effective. Yeah, that's kind of one of the biggest pros, right? Is yeah. you you pay nothing really unless you're buying books or something online. 
Um, a ton of podcasts out there if you're a person who likes podcasts. If you're listening to this, you probably do. Uh, but there's podcasts. There's numerous websites out there. There's obviously tons of books out there. If, you, if you're someone who actually likes diving into actual research articles, you can do that as well. Um, so you're essentially only limited by the amount of time you have on that. But from a cost standpoint, cheap as it gets. Can't beat it. Can't beat it at all. Um, but a con. Yeah, one you know, there's there is a like big learning curve to um, just like creating an intelligent program, like mm. one that's put together based on your fitness levels, your you know uh, the sport, the demands of the course, um, you know, stuff like that. It takes a lot of time. Like like one of the big things that people say to us after we take them on a lot of times is. I did not know how much time I was spending creating my own training, analyzing my data, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And when they get that time back, they actually realize they can train more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, you know, spend more time with family or friends or yep. doing some other things besides endurance sports. Yep. Um, you know, and then you realize that maybe the the sacrifice that you were putting into, you know, coaching yourself and and then training yeah. It's not quite as much as you you know originally thought. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Once I, I think someone who's more experienced probably has a better and easier time of being self coached. You know, if you've gone through the process before, it'd be easier to self coach. If you yeah. if you're able to analyze previous year's data and kind of you know reverse engineer what worked and, and didn't work, mm-hmm. um, that's that frees up time and makes it a little more simple. Um, but there is a massive learning curve, and if you're someone who's like so like research is everything. I mean, something we found over the years is stuff that's done in a lab environment isn't necessarily the same as absolutely as how, you know, someone who's going to work and dealing with, you know, kids and um, having a life that's changing every three weeks and travel. And um, it's not a perfect environment. Research research based on a a sample of 30 professional cyclists. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Usually, so there's value to all that stuff, but there is um, kind of a, a word of caution. It is a bunch of trial and error for you as yeah. you first get into the sport. Um, so if you're a self-coach person and that's the right you want to go, sign up for something like Training Peaks, um, where you can make sure you're uploading all of your data, putting in good comments, and that way, a year from now, you can go back and look at how you felt, what you did, yeah. Um, and, and you're going to be able to look back and go, okay, I felt great in March. I wanted to feel great in June. What was I doing prior to that? So make sure you're someone who's, who's if, documenting everything. If you're going to self-coach, you have to have some sort of a tracking yeah. uh, software or capability. Otherwise, yeah. you'll never know uh, if you're progressing for one, really, mm-hmm. aside from, you know, race, mm-hmm. uh, you know, race results and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So you've got to track. And um, even for us, so much is like looking at trends too, right? You can't read, yeah. you can't read everything into one single workout because there's a ton of variables always, you know, being placed upon a person. Um, it's it's not a simple thing to do. So it's more of an analysis of trends. And if you're, you know, so caught up in just the day to day that single workout, it's easy to uh, to either overdo things, underdo things, not pay attention to a trend. Sure. Um, so if you're self coaching be less stressed about 
the micro level and instead take time to get up to that 30,000 foot view and say, okay, where am I trending yep. um, as far as my training is going? So like, uh, you know, another pro of, you know, and we both pretty much self-coach ourselves. And uh, so you can pretty much work the training into your schedule. I mean, nobody knows your schedule better than you mm-hmm. and the trends of your schedule and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So a lot of times if you are self-coached, you can pretty much kind of put together a week based on what you know you need to get done yep. and then kind of fit that fit those tr- training sessions into the week kind of as it goes. Now, it doesn't always work that way, uh, but, you know, you can train a little bit more on, like, maybe how you're feeling that day versus... Um, you know, this is it for, this is what you're supposed to do for the day. Yeah. Whether you feel crappy or not. This is what's written down and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah, The ability to adjust, which, so that's a pro, (laughs) Yeah. but it's also a con. That can also be a con. If you're someone who, you know, you wake up in the morning, you're like, man, I'm not real motivated. I'm my own coach. Yeah. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do in the afternoon. Ah, I don't feel like doing it in the afternoon. I'll just rework everything. I can do that because yeah. I'm coaching myself. So um, it's easy to let yourself off the hook a lot more Yeah. if you are a self-coach person. Let's face person. it, you're, you're a pushover. Yes, you are your own <laughs> biggest pushover uh, <laughs> at times, right? I had actually had an athlete in here this morning that uh, I just started coaching and was doing a bike fit on him. And he was like... He's, he's like, I feel... He's like, I like researching and I like, you know, all this stuff, but... He's like, I like am the worst at motivating myself when it comes, when I, you know, when I get demotivated. It's like, he's yeah. like, I'm pretty intrinsically motivated, but when I. When uh, you're not, when not I'm everyone's not, motivated 100% of the time. He's like, yeah. I will let myself mm-hmm. like slide on everything yeah. and do nothing. He's like, uh, not only am I not going to do my training for the day, I'm also going to eat a massive bag of Butterfingers. Yeah, well, that's, that was another part of the conversation. But, uh, but <laughs> I yeah. wasn't even there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can, like, I've, I've done it before. I mean, you you have a tr- training session on the plan for yourself, and you feel, uh, you know, maybe maybe a little unmotivated, but maybe also a little fatigued or whatever. And you're like, you know what, I'll just... It's Tuesday. I'll move that to Friday. Yeah. And then, you know, you <clears throat> you know that Friday is busy. And, you know, and then that, you know, then it conflicts and it doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, I mean, it's really easy to just kind of push push things. Yep. You know, and push and push and push and then you're 3 weeks from a race and you're like, man, I haven't really been doing any hard efforts. Time to cram for the test. <laughs> and that doesn't work. So, yeah. Be so, cautious there. Yeah. You know, other other pros like, for, you know, for people like ourselves, the people who like to research. I mean, I guess a pro is that you can put as much time mm-hmm. and effort into your own training. Yep. Um, you know, if you're if you're self coaching, and like I said before, you kind of know exactly how you felt felt during a training session, uh, so that you can quickly modify like future mm-hmm. ones if needed. Yep. Um, so. Which is very, yeah, that's very important. That's why like a power meter, if you're a cyclist or a triathlete, that's why a power meter is so valuable is because you can go back and look, okay, I was on this climb, I got dropped or I felt horrible or, you know, whatever it may be, or at this point in a race, I totally faded. You can go back and look at what happened right before that, how you paced yourself prior to that, 
you know, how many times did you hit above, you know, maybe two times what your threshold is. So, you know, say it's how many times did you spike or burn a match? You can yeah. go back and look at that stuff. And if, and, and you know how you felt, you know, whether you were at your limit or not, um, you know, as coaches, we spend quite a bit of time trying to get our athletes to put down really good comments mm -hmm. so that we know that like just looking at power and heart rate tells us stuff, but we need that relative to how a person was feeling and uh, in order to, to morph the training, progress the training or focus on, you know, certain limiters. Um, yeah. If we find that that's a limiter, that's something we want to work on more. So yeah. Uh, as a self-coached athlete, you have all the time in the world and the knowledge of how you felt to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on the opposing side to the mm -hmm. whole research and, you know, mm -hmm. monitor yourself is that there's one, it's really easy to, to second guess yourself mm -hmm. or, you know, tell yourself you're feeling good you're feeling good you're feeling good and keep pressing and press way too, too long, too much too much, too soon, all those, you know, uh, things that get you in trouble. Um, it's really easy to, to tell yourself everything's hunky dory and, and keep pushing yourself into a hole. Yeah. It's easy to ignore the data because of your drive and determination to want to improve. For sure. The other side of that with the research end of it is there is a ton of garbage yeah don't go to forums to internet. try to and if you do go to forum i'm not going to say forums are bad uh, if you go say forums are bad take take everything with a grain of salt right there's and don't take that as fact because you're you, within any forum you're going to have people that say long slow distance is great people that say all you should be doing is intensity you can cite any, you know, there's research on both sides of the fence. And so you need to be like being able to sift through <laughs> who's the who's the guy who just started training and is and read it on a different forum and now he's an expert in the one that you're in. Yeah. And my opinion is if anyone is trying to tell you what to do and doesn't know you uh -huh. as an athlete, uh your background, your life, your life yeah. Uh don't listen to him. Mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> Uh, you can gather some information and then make that, you know, choice for yourself. But yeah. don't don't let people who have no idea anything about you decide how you yeah. train yourself. Yeah, that's uh, not 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 a good way to do it. Yeah, and don't take it as fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like we said, like, use it as a piece of information. I've seen a compile lot of, your own data, right? I've read a lot of research in my days, and uh, I've also read a lot of research that. Uh, only the the results that they got only held true for maybe half the athletes that a coach but, mm -hmm. you know you know and i'm you know we we do a lot of practical application mm -hmm. of uh you know science and research in what we're putting together and it doesn't always work i mean it, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's really just finding like trying it did it work okay then maybe we can repeat that again see if it works again uh did it not work okay well Maybe it just didn't work this time. Maybe we'll try it one more time. Yeah, or, why? Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or we'll just we'll try something else. Like yeah. there's a lot a lot of trial and error even in in coaching people. Uh you know, that a, a person that is self coaching wouldn't wouldn't uh give it enough time, we'll just put it that way. Mm -hmm. You know, they and I see this all, I mean the the prime example is bike fitting. People like 
make an adjustment on their bike. It doesn't feel good. They make another adjustment. It doesn't feel good. And this is all in like in the same day. Yeah. And pretty soon their bike is so out of whack. They don't even know where they, where they, they felt no good idea. before. Yeah. yeah. A small tweak ends up being a totally different fit altogether. Right. Leading to a bunch of different issues. So there you go. A lot of conflicting info on the, on the internet. Yep. So to kind of summarize all that, self-coached, if you love to research, if you have a lot of time to do so, um, if, if cost is a big time issue for you, if you have a really crazy, hectic schedule, um, I mean, honestly, the biggest thing really comes down to, to budget and how much you enjoy doing the research and self-analysis stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I would say budget is the biggest thing there. And essentially, as we go to each one of these levels, it, it does become a bit of a, a budget thing. Um, you know, the value you get from hiring a coach and all their experience and the, all the information um, that they've, they've learned from dealing with numerous athletes is a ton of value, but it comes at a cost. Um, if money, you know, is an issue, uh, hiring a custom coach isn't going to work for you. Uh, so I, I guess all that to say. Most of this stuff, budget, you need to think about your budget. When yeah, moving forward, moving forward in these different options, uh, the budget changes. Yeah. Um, you know, g- general, we'll go, we'll move on to like general pre-built plans, we'll say cookie cutter plans. Um, you know, some of them, you know, one, they are still pretty cost effective. Pro. As a pro, yeah. Yep, pro, they I are cost effective. should have put graphics up here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, one, they are still pretty cost effective. Uh, you know, a pre-built plan, they can be free. Yep. Uh, I would uh, caution. Know who you're getting it from. Yeah. yeah. Caution everyone mm-hmm. that uh, this is a con. There are a lot of pr- plans out there, uh, people that have no business writing training plans. Yeah. Uh, and they're just floating the internet for free, most of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, most of the time, if you pay for a plan, there's, there's somebody put some thought into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll just put leave it at that. Exactly. Doesn't, and and most of the time, yeah, if you do your research on the front end on yeah. who you're getting the plan from. Absolutely. Because your plan should should include a lot more than here's the number of miles you should do. <laughs> Right or here's the number of yards in the pool you should do. I mean, it should it should be carrying you along, educating you some, varying your intensity levels. Um, so please don't pick a plan where all it is is you know if you're doing a marathon and it says three miles today, five miles Thursday, ten miles Saturday. Yeah. Uh, and ar- I will argue, and we don't. This is a, a total offshoot. I would argue that if you're if you're looking at a plan like that, um, you probably should be training on time versus miles anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a whole other argument, a debate for another day. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so cost effective on the, on the flip side, you either don't know where you got it from or you need to do some research on who you're getting that plan from. Yep. Um, you know, most of the plans that I've seen um, are anywhere from like free to 150 bucks. Yep. A lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, and basically the the longer duration of the plan, the more expensive it is. Yeah. Um, you know, pre-built plans are good for people who are uh, beginners. 
Pro, yes. If you're, Pro. If you're a beginner, yeah. It provides the, that basic structure. So if you have no clue on what you should be doing, a pre-built plan, a, a general plan, will provide you that structure. It should be providing you right. a roadmap to follow. Right. On the contrary, the con, con <laughs> um, those pre-built plans normally don't give you anything but the fitness side of training for an event yep. or whatever it is. And there are so many more things. You know, the longer, the longer event that you're trying to take on, uh, I would say the more you should consider getting a coach, mm -hmm. like an actual coach, because there's so many other things that go into finishing a long event, like a half or full Ironman or a, you know, a, a dirty Kansas type, you know, yeah. uh, you know, hydration, soup. nutrition, there's just so many other equipment, you know, the mental side of the of the sport, yeah. the the actual race day logistics, the yeah. So know. buying, in, in my opinion, buying a pre-built plan to finish an Ironman or to finish a, a epic gravel race or you know whatever else is out. There's a million things out there, you know, epic events these days. Uh, that's a little more suspect because while you might be prepared fitness wise there's a good chance you're probably maybe you might not be dialed in hydration nutrition uh, you know other stuff that plays a very important role in how you do right. on race day yeah for yeah. sure so and the the longer the plan is the long the more opportunity there is for your plan to be derailed sure you know you get sick or you miss two weeks or you end up you know falling down your stairs or whatever it may be something happens something always happens in life yeah. like that's that's like the one thing you can guarantee is something's going to come up that's going to derail things at some point in time yeah you know 99.9% .9 of the people that that we coach were having to adjust tweak manipulate the program yeah. around at life at some point yeah yeah uh you, you just don't get that in a in a general plan you know the i would say a pro, like a a pro to general plans is that there is no like uh there's no no learning necessarily involved you just kind of like you just follow it to the best of your ability mm -hmm. but as you were saying the con on that is you have no idea how to work that around you may not have an idea how to work that around your life when it gets crazy mm -hmm. um we had a um a lady who uh, we, we, for our Memphis 70.3 training group, we have, we, you can, you can purchase the plan only and then you can purchase or pay to be a part of the group. And that kind of gives a little bit more like of all these other things we're talking about yeah. that it's hard to put into a plan, like the nutrition, hydration, equipment. Yeah. We've got nine, block. what, nine different webinars planned on right. that just to break down each facet of And so she emailed and said, Hey, I bought the plan. I'm having a little trouble working in in working things around when uh, life gets crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, do you, can you do a you know a, a a consult on you know how you would do this? I'll say, sure, we can. You know, we can sit down and do that. It's just if they figure that into the cost of your training, mm -hmm. you know, and is that extra cost, you know, does it balance out to just having you know just having a coach or yep. you know something like that? So. Um, the, the the big con this is probably the biggest con to pre-built pro programs is 
they don't work themselves around your life. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's it. Yep. Um, and and they're, they are called, like we generally call them a, a general plan, right? So they, they're very general in nature so that they appeal to a broad range of people. Mm-hmm. So it's not specific to you, your limiters, your strengths, the amount of time you have to train typically. Now, like with Training Peaks, you can go to Training Peaks and you can like search based on the amount of time you have, like yeah. peak amount of time or with the average amount of time the program will, will be planning for you in a week. Um, so I strongly recommend you do that, uh, if you're going to go with a pre-built plan. Uh, but that really is kind of a downside is that it's progressed, but like, and when we, we make our own general plans, we progress it based on like what we would consider probably the low end of how someone would progress, right? We're not going to be over aggressive with the training plan, um, because there's more risk involved with doing too much than there is with doing too little. Sure. So usually with a general plan, you end up getting something that's very slow in progression, uh, very general in nature, uh, so that it does appeal to a broad range of people. Yep. Um, and assen- essentially think of it as like, this is the, the goal of a general plan is to get me from point A to point B. Um, and, like I know I'm going to get there now. If you really want to dial it all in and fine tune that and get there as fast as you can or as strong as you can or as best you can, uh, going going a higher level, hiring a coach, or even you know we do this, other people do this. You can do a general plan and then reach out to an experienced coach and say, hey, you know either I've I've got a plan I already wrote out. Can you help me tweak this? Like and just you know can I pay you to look at what I've planned out and how you might tweak that or blend it around my life stuff. Um, Yeah. Feel free to reach out to people and say, you know, would you consult with me on this? Especially the person who wrote the plan. Exactly. I mean, that's like, like we were saying, the lady contacted us about the the 70.3 plan and I have, I have no problem, you know, sitting down with somebody and talking through it, uh, you know, and doing a consult on it, um, you know, just to give them a little bit more, to, mm-hmm. to help them work around it. I mean, you can get a lot of really good quality plans from, you know, this is a pro, uh, quality plans from experienced coaches on something like Training Peaks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people on Training Peaks who are making great plans, and Training Peaks also makes it very um, easy to um, take that plan. And as long as you have your threshold set correctly in your account, yeah, your training your zones. Your efforts mm-hmm. will be tailored to you. Yep. Uh, like all the intervals and stuff like that will be tailored to you. So that is a, a big pro uh, of using a plan that's maybe built off of like a training peaks. And there's some like, I know some of the, um, uh, what is it, uh, McMillan and stuff like that have mm-hmm. some uh, some plans that you just kind of put in. Initially, you put in like a recent 5K or 10K time and then that scales all your efforts. But then... The problem with that is it doesn't change it along the way. It basically yeah, just there's no this retest. is where you're at now. It yeah. spits it out. So if you if you if you progress like you were saying, if you progress faster than normal, it's going to keep you at that same progression. It's not going to you're going to be under training. It's not going to yeah. accelerate your progression. Yeah, for sure. Um, whereas something like training peaks, if you do something and you hit a new threshold or like, then you can reset your threshold and it it adjusts all your training zones. All of your, yep stuff moving forward yep um so that's a, a big pro um 
the last the last part of it was just you know depending on who like this is the con side of it um depending on who made that program it might progress you too fast it might be a beginner's program but you might be a true beginner and this you know i've seen beginner programs You're over your head way too quick yeah i mean i've mm-hmm. seen beginner programs that start out of the gate with three swims three bikes three runs you know and somebody opens that and they're like i don't like i mm-hmm. don't even i run t- three days a week that's no. it i don't know how to swim yet like no. you know so there's a lot you know you just kind of have to be watch out for that and on top of that you really don't get you don't get any support or feedback on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So again, it pretty much turns into you self coaching again, like to some extent. Yeah. You've got the roadmap, but yeah, you're still finding your way a little bit. Yeah. You're, you're kind of on your own. Yep. Um, all right. So the last bit is hiring a coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that sits on a couch, maybe who knows? I mean, that's who I would hire. Yeah. Coach sitting couch. Me too. Wait, maybe maybe one with a moose, coach? a mustache. <laughs> I don't know about the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know the the pro side of this. You know, there's a, you know, in our opinion, there's a lot of pros. Let's let's, let's start do, with the cons. Let's do the cons first. Yep. Uh, obviously, the con for a lot of people is the cost. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not not really cheap to have a coach, um, and if you do find a coach that is like incredibly cheap i would be cautious about what they're providing um yeah it's kind of it's it's the same with the like the general plans you know the free stuff probably not going to get you nearly as much value not nearly as much time has been put into it or as energy or experience has been put into that as one that you're paying for same you know same with the right with a coach you know, this is this is literally what we do for a living. This is how we feed our families, pay for couches. I and mean, that's why our kids eat ramen. <laughs> they love ramen. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, like, we're doing this for a living, so, you know, it is going to be a little bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the other side of it is, you know, it can be tough, you know, unless you just don't care. It can be tough um, finding a coach that's kind of right for you. Yeah, I and would say that's huge. We right? always, w- like, we tell people, if you're looking for a coach, like, ask, like, come up with this list of, like, hard questions or, like, mm-hmm. you know, questions that you have that you want honest answers on and ask all the same questions to all the coaches that you're talking to. Send them in an email. Send a blanket email on all of them. See, see who responds for one. <laughs> yeah, and some I would I I mean as far as specifics there like I would ask a coach you you need to let a coach know what your life schedule is, right? And ask if they've worked with people that have dealt with yeah. the same issues maybe that you deal with. If you're someone who's coming back from an injury, like ask if they've, you know, dealt with helping athletes come back from injury or how they would progress you based on that. Like get get sort of specific about what your needs are. And find out whether or not the coach has experience there, um, and has taken other people, because that you know that yeah. can be a good That's indicator a, for you on whether or not they can help you in your current situation. I would say be ca- like you know, uh, yeah, make sure you do some research on that person mm-hmm. first, and get an idea of like, okay, I'm I want to do 
X. Has that person ever done X for themselves? Has they ever led people to X? Mm -hmm. uh, how many people have they helped do that? Mm -hmm. um, you know, all that kind of stuff. If you know, if you're gonna, if you're hiring a coach that has never helped somebody do what you're wanting to do, or has never done that themselves you may want to find another coach mm -hmm. because they're, they're going to leave so many things. There's a chance that they can help you with the fitness part of it. Um, but they're, they're probably going to miss a lot of the intricacies of that event or that discipline or something like that because they have no experience with it if they've never done it themselves or they've never actually helped somebody do that mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. um, so just, ask those questions yep i mean and the, and the other big thing with finding a coach for you you want like make sure you, you talk with them like you want someone that you have that you feel a good connection with mm -hmm. um so don't be afraid to if any coach won't get on a call with you if you want to chat right. on a phone call um i would probably move on to, to someone else yeah uh, i mean we, but you want to yeah you want to you want to have someone that that you feel a connection with that you're confident about Yep. Um, don't, don't save 30 bucks a month because, <laughs> and, and sacrifice going with someone who you felt a lot better connection with just because it was 30 bucks a month. Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll have a much better experience going with that person that you, yep. and you know, like, about. uh, it may not be somebody local, like that's, you know, it may not be a local person. Mm -hmm. Um, Realistically, in the amount of time that you're going to spend training, um, even if you have a local coach, the amount of time you're actually going to come into face to face with that coach is pretty low. Except yeah. it's except for at races, mm -hmm. uh, or if they're doing clinics, or or you're actually paying them to do one on one stuff or mm -hmm. something like that. Um, so if like doing one on one work with a coach is not necessarily important to you, then a local coach may not it may not be the the one as long if you mm. have a connection that's one thing but if not it's always it's okay to look elsewhere yep uh you know yep, for sure um on the pro side pros yes we'll finish out with the pros of of hiring a coach um since we just made it sound like it's really expensive and, mm -hmm. and <laughs> uh so increased motivation and accountability probably the number one thing that people f get the feedback that we get from people that we coach is uh the yeah if we if we kind of scroll back this conversation we've just been having and we talked about that what do you do on those days where you're not feeling motivated and how big of a pushover you are on yeah. yourself yeah like just rewind to that and yeah. now now we're back and then put put me in there mm -hmm. telling you to suck it up yep or knowing that, okay, if I don't do this workout today, well, my, my coach has designed it a specific way for a reason. Like, I know it's best for me. It's best for me to do it today. Uh, I know my coach is going to want to know why I couldn't do it today. And so your, your motivation to go out and make it happen, to shift things around, to not hit that snooze button, goes up drastically. Yep. And we've said it before, we'll beat the horse again. It's that one workout per week that you aren't skipping now that you would have skipped in the past that can make a big difference. You know, that yeah. consistency, that C word. Yeah. Um, and a coach really helps you 
keep that consistency. And it, it may not even be like you don't even have to consider it like, oh, if I don't do this, my coach is gonna call or text or get email mad at me. and you know, <laughs> be a drill sergeant. It's not even that. It's just knowing that somebody's looking mm-hmm. over what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It like increases accountability like mm-hmm. a ton. Yes. So the the next the next biggest thing, next biggest pro is that the program is going to should be <laughs> the program should be built and adjusted on your goals, your life, your present fitness level and how like how you're progressing. Exactly. So like if if that's not happening, if you have a coach and that's not happening, I would start interviewing some other <laughs> people. Mm-hmm. Uh but like, like if it's not built around your life scenario, I, like every person that we get, the first, all of our coaches know that the first thing you do when you get somebody, a, a new client is you get their work schedule and you get their like life schedule and what they have to do, like for their kids and pick up and drop off and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you put that into training peaks so mm-hmm. that you know where the gaps are. If you don't know where the gaps are, like how are you supposed to know when and where they're going to be able to fit this stuff in? So we get information. I mean, we probably, you know, some some people probably think we're prying a little bit here, but you know, we're getting information on work meetings and holiday parties and vacations and all this stuff, and it's all going in there so that we can know what will work on that day and what won't. Mm-hmm. Because if we plan something on a day and you know it's like like it's not it's just not going to work, you're not going to do it. Like mm-hmm. And then, and then we're going to try, you're going to try to like move things around yourself. It's just, it's yep. just not going to work. So that plan is going to be built around you and your life, your life basically, mm-hmm. you know, in a nutshell. Yep. And now like in our intro, we talk about dealing with time crunched athletes. I mean, that's kind of our sweet spot in people that we work with. And, you know, for some it's because you've got kids that you deal with. Um, and I've, we've joke around a lot saying how dealing with kids on a weekend is like, that's true. Endurance training is, uh, chasing kids around. Right. Uh, for some it's, you know, you run a business or you're uh, a doctor or you got a lot of life demands. Um, it, don't think you can't reach big goals because of you, you're too busy. We've worked with some of the busiest people, uh, people around, <laughs> Um, yeah. high-end executives, a lot of demanding stresses, lots of travel. Uh, we always tell them there's the, the ideal program is the program that works within your life schedule. Yeah. It's not the ideal program to take a person of your physiology and get them to race day if all they had to do was train. That's totally different than, yeah. than taking that person to race day navigating board meetings, kids, grandkids, travel. I mean, we're not dealing, you know, most of the folks we deal with are not pro athletes. And (laughs) if you think you're too busy, I guarantee you uh, we've dealt with it and we can help you out. (laughs) Guaranteed. We have, we have dealt with somebody busier than you. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, give us a try. Give it a try. Or if you are that that busy, then we will tell you on the front end that that's something a good coach will do. Yeah. It's probably where we struggled the most early on, right? Early on, like trying to, to build up our client base, being new, not having a ton of experience, we, we were like, yeah, 
what you work 80 hours a week and you gonna add in another you know 25 hours of Ironman training like yeah you got good. it man yeah. it's totally doable yeah that, yeah eight, 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 yeah eight, you've never done one be- and you've never done one before and you're a true beginner and uh yeah we're we'll let you know on the front end yeah. we're not someone that's gonna say hey you can't do something but we're gonna be very realistic with you and let you know what it's gonna what take. It's gonna take. And let you know there have been other people in your position that either had success or the areas they really struggled. Because um, odds are we've got someone who's who's in a similar situation to to where you're at right now. Yeah. Um. So learning from that, but the upfront honesty on your uh, on your goals, if they're lofty, we're mm-hmm. going to tell you. Um, mm-hmm. If we can't make a decision on that, then we'll say we can't make a decision on that. Um, but if you have like if you have like if you have a crazy life and you let us know mm-hmm. <laughs> we can only we can only work with the information we're given but if you let us know we're going to be honest on whether it's realistic or not mm-hmm. like, and then it's a then it's a self check for you like okay how important is this goal to me what can i get rid of on my my bucket or my basket of things i have to do each week is there something i can say no to that i've been saying yes to that's going to free up the time yep. that I need. Um, so it may be a self-evaluation of what, you know, how are you using your time during the week? What are you committing yourself to? And how important is that relative to this new goal you've got? And if you need to you know, shake your life stuff up a little bit, um, you know, only you know what's most important to you. And so you, you need to prioritize that. Yep. My number one thing for people when they uh, tell me that they're, you know, they work like crazy and they want to do something like an Ironman. Um, first thing I tell them is, okay, do you, you know, can you think you can muster an 18 hour training week? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look aside from the, where you are now in the fitness, but can you add 18 more hours of training, yeah. you know, into your week and how's your family going to feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, I, I keep it real, man. Oh, for real. sure. Yep. Um, you know, one of the huge, huge pros of having a coach and we already alluded to it was a coach can like walk you through all of the non-fitness related things, the hydration, nutrition, equipment, efficiency work, um, you know, that sort of thing that have massive, uh, you know, yeah, uh, we talk about our five pillars at the start, you know, of each podcast. That's it. Yeah. Those are the things that we mm-hmm. work on outside of just handing over a plan for fitness. Uh, all those things that that we tag on that get an extra percent. You know, you talk about people talking about marginal gains all the time, but like some of these things aren't marginal. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're not marginal gains. These are very important parts to the performance puzzle. That mm-hmm. if you don't touch on them, you're either in trouble or you're gonna you're leaving a lot out. Uh, you know, leaving it on the table. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, having a coach can walk you through all of those things. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, Yeah. I would, I would say if you're a person who um, is time crunched and has some big goals going general plan or going self-coached, if you're time crunched going self-coached and you know, you're going to say you're training for an Ironman, something that's going to require a lot of training you have to account for now not only the training, but you need to account for the you know, two hours, three hours a week of 
reviewing your own data, planning out your upcoming weeks, making yep. the modifications and the changes, you know, maybe doing some of the research. So there's a lot of extra time. You're probably adding on three, four hours worth of time. I'm talking to one of the, the guys that you uh, started coaching, pro, pro triathlete. Um, we were riding together and I was just kind of asking him how everything was going and stuff. And he's like, one of the, like, I think coolest parts. He's like, I'm kicking myself that I didn't do it sooner. And he's like, I just didn't realize how much time I was spending doing all that stuff on my own. Yep. He's like, even my wife has noticed how much more time I have, even though I'm training more than I was. Yeah. But I'm spending more time with my family. And so it's like a win on both sides. He's gained back time with his family while increasing his training load. And that's like, that's where performance win -win. gains can come from. You know, yeah. so if you're a busy person, you know, with big goals, I would highly encourage you to go more on the route of hiring a coach. And even though he's a, you know, he's a pro triathlete, very family oriented guy. He's not the first person that said that. I mean, oh, for sure. We've had, yeah. we've had finance guys who have said, I didn't, I had no clue how much time I was wasting mm -hmm. at work. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, once, <laughs> wasting at work. <laughs> once, <laughs> once, uh, you know, once they, you know, they really realized they got that time back, mm -hmm. they were a lot more productive at work and no. actually had better, better years at work, better, mm -hmm. you know, better, you know, revenue better income yep uh because they had all that extra time they weren't blowing it looking over training peaks mm -hmm. but last uh last big pro i would say is uh you know a coach is like your number one cheerleader your 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 sounding board your you know to some extent we you know we're uh therapists at the same time uh as you know uh rooting for you, oh, you know, for we sure. get invested in in your performance a hundred percent i mean i can't you know my my wife doesn't always appreciate it but i can't tell you how many saturdays especially on big race weekends where i've got 10 12 people racing that uh i'm like glued to the phone because you're I'm refreshing yeah, yeah refreshing refreshing the tracker um yep. because we get we get super like when people have bad races it affects us mm -hmm. you know that way too when people have awesome races, it's it's awesome, um, you know. And on top of that, your your coach is probably <laughs> the only one who wants to listen to. You're stealing what I was going to say, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can finish it out. Your your coach is the only one that cares about, really cares about your your powers numbers <laughs> increasing five watts on a specific yeah. workout, or your pace is dropping. If you go to your uh, your water cooler at work, do people still do that? I don't know. I, I don't know. I and don't you go. start telling all your friends about how fast you're getting and how uh, your recent 5K you just did, you just <laughs> dropped eight seconds off your PR on a hilly course in bad conditions. You're be like, dude, shut up. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Quit bragging all the Yeah. No, like, nobody wants to hear about it. Even your best friends in endurance sports don't want to hear about your power numbers. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, but your coach, your coach does, your coach yeah. definitely does. And it, it is an opportunity to like, we know you're excited about it. We're excited about it. Your spouse probably knows you're excited about it, but they just don't really want to hear about it. They're happy that you're happy and let's leave it there. But mm -hmm. you know, you, you don't have to be humble with your, your coach. I mean, this is a time for you to, uh, not only, 
I mean, it's a time to, where you can express your successes, be happy about them, have someone happy for you about mm -hmm. them. And that's, I mean, it's a good, it's a good feeling for sure. Absolutely. On the other end, when things don't go well, you've got someone to talk to about that as well, who's yeah. likely dealt with an athlete. Like in our situation, a, a lot of time, I mean, new stuff always pops up, but um, a coach is going to help you think about the big picture and not get caught up on yeah. any one bad result. We it's did a always, podcast on it. Like it's always what you know. Yeah, there's a we had a there's a you had a bad day, on, right? Yeah, had a bad day. What do we do about it? Yep. Um, and that's you know that's what we do with with bad races. It's mm -hmm. like okay, well, can what can we learn from it so we don't yep. don't end up doing this again? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's we we want to hear the bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So yep. All right, I think we kind of, I think we covered it all, right? Crushed it. So three different options. You can throw training teams in there too. I mean, there's subcategories of all of these, sure. these different things. Um, if you're looking to hire a coach, obviously we'd love to chat with you and see if we're a good fit for you. Uh, most coaches are going to have different levels, and so when looking at your budget, like we encourage folks on the front end. Go on the the higher end of contact that you're going to have program review. Um, go on the higher end of what works for your budget initially, while you and your coach learn each other, yeah, because there is learning that curve. learning curve. So the more contact you can get with your coach initially um, via program review, asking questions, jumping on phone calls, whatever it may be, do that on the front end. Don't don't save that until like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna save money initially, and then as my race gets close then I'm going to like up the level. So we have a lot of contact. We encourage folks to do it the opposite, like do more on the front end while you and your coach learn each other. And then once, once you're scared, like your coach has a good feel, what works, what you can handle, how much training load you can handle, what your schedule's like, how predictable or not it is, then scaling back the level of contact. And, and obviously the, the price associated with that um, is much easier. Yep. That was my last spiel <laughs> all right we appreciate everyone hanging out listening watching we'll catch you guys next time peace adios